Oh, it's true, it's true, it's so damn true, guys. What's going on? It's the greatest wrestling podcast of all time called the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast with yours truly. This is the ace that runs the place, a.k.a. Big Sidey Cool Diesel. And we also have the franchise, a.k.a. the podcast Tribal Chief. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him on production. But guess what, guys? He's also want to be acknowledged as the host. He's a host today, too. We have a great show for you guys uh, today, man. We will talk about the Hell in the Cell recap and um, Halloween Havoc recap. So, man, what's going on, franchise? How are you doing today? Listen... I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's a lot for me. I haven't really done a podcast in about a month and a half, two months. So personal feels, leave. Yeah, it feels good to be back on here. Though um, I decided that I wanted to come on here because of the events that happened with Hell in a Cell and just the state of wrestling right now. I think that most people will feel like it's not in a good place, but I beg to differ. Yeah, I, I disagree, man. <laughs> I think wrestling is in a really good place right now, and I almost definitely feel like the WWE has bounced back really good with the uh, with the presence of the Tribal Chief coming back. Yes. In a major way. Yes. So speaking of that, um, overall, what's your, what was your take on Hell in a Cell? Man. This happened this past Sunday. I think Hell in a Cell was a really good show. Couldn't really complain too much about it. I wanted to know what was the other matches they were going to have other than the ones that they uh, announced. Mm-hmm. But they had, I think they had Truth, Gulag for the 24-7 championship. I believe it was uh, Bobby Lashley versus Slapjack from Retribution or something like that. So it was kind of yep. like them little, them little BS matches or whatever like that. But overall, I feel like Hell in a Cell was pretty good. Probably one of the best Hell in a Cells in recent history in a while, so. Yeah, because the the stigma with the last two or three have been trash. Like, the one last year, the everyone remembers last year, it was probably the worst one as far as how they ended. That's not the one with Seth, Yes, right? that's the one oh, with that was Seth, Seth and, and, the, Fiend and, the, and the Fiend. When yeah. he took, he, like, took the sledgehammer, took whatever, and yeah. bashed it on the him. The Fiend's hammer. They, yeah. yeah, and they basically called it as a DQ, and it pissed a lot of people right. off. Well, a lot of people wanted the Fiend to win that match, right? I mean, and a lot of people did want that. And then yeah. I go back to the other Hell in a Cell with Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman when Brock came out and just destroyed everybody and yeah. left everybody laying to waste. So Hell in a Cell has not been ideally the best pay per view, right? But I feel like um. Some of the women matches been pretty dope. Like the the first, like the well, I think it was Sasha Banks and Becky was one of them. Yeah. So they, like some, they had the first one. Char- no, they didn't have the first one. Charlotte and Sasha had the first Hell in the Cell. Okay. And then the next one was Becky and Becky and Sasha. Sasha. So Sasha's been in it. So she's been yeah. in it for like the last few years. So yeah, she was in every Hell in the Cell. Women's Hell in the Cell. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the big thing that they were going off. True. That was just the. That was the big thing with her. Like she had the advantage over Bailey because mm-hmm. of the fact that she was in two previous Hell in the Cells. Even though she lost those two, right. she was still a part of it. Facts. But I would say, in my honest opinion, I would think that this pay per view probably was their best pay per view of the year. 
I was just gonna ask you that before you, you said like pay per view. <laughs> I was like, what's will you rank this amongst the year? And I, I feel like the same way, man. I feel like this pay per view was one of the best ones they had in a while. The Extreme Rules uh, horror show that wasn't really that good, mm-hmm. and then like ever since the ad, I like the little the little themes, the little the little themes to the uh, other pay per views. I've, yeah. I've really been feeling it, but you know, overall, this one. I, I don't, did this one have a sec, like a tagline? No. No, so this one was just straight up. Yeah, so was this was probably like the best one. Yeah, so this was. Yeah. I mean, because what tagline would you do for Hell in a Cell? I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> I, I just know. thought That's about it. WWE was, I just thought about it. it. It is WWE, and Michael Cole will butcher the shit. So right. he'll go overkill with it. Right. But um, what match caught your eye? Because, I mean, all the matches were good. All the matches did what they were supposed to do. Even exactly. the fillers. Even yeah. the, the fillers like the R-Truth match and the Bobby Lashley versus Slapjack match. Those did what they were supposed to do. Right. I think I, I had two matches. Two matches. I got the Bailey versus Sasha Banks match. Mm-hmm. And I got the uh, Roman Reigns-Jay Uso match. Those two matches were the best two matches of the night. Man, let me <laughs> Those two matches, I, I agree. Those two were. The Randy Orton Drew McIntyre match was like the third best one for me. Yeah. But each one of those Hell in a Cell matches told a different form of psychology in wrestling. Right. You know, and you had a lot of different themes and nuances going on in there. So for the Roman and Jay, it told a personal story. It told a lot of word like they didn't they weren't as wordy as say Sasha and Bailey were. Yeah. Like they were like talking throughout the whole entire joint. Yeah. Cause that's like that's family. So you right. Know, like personal. <laughs> like Jay was like, I'm gonna whoop the dog shit out of you. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, <laughs> man, like. And they tried. They, they, they tried to center. They was man. like, they tried, but they. They tried, but we already knew what they, he was saying. Couldn't. We knew what he was saying. And then the Drew and Randy told more of a, I don't want to say revenge, but it was more of a coming up. Like Drew eventually was going to get his coming up. Like he was going. What I mean by that is he was going to have his day where Randy was going to get the best of him. Right. And they did that. Now what they did on Raw the next the next night, I completely was against. I wasn't. I wasn't for how they did it. Where Randy came, like not Randy, Drew came out and looked like nothing was wrong with them. Right. You just fell off of a cell side of the cell and they was saying all this stuff like oh he has internal injuries and this and there but then you're coming out there he's a scottish psychopath like nothing's wrong but he's he's the scottish psychopath man but you know and he's a big dude but off a storyline though right because remember we think back think about it Shawn michaels fell off the cell he he was there the next night, but you can tell he was he was th- he was going through it. He didn't even have a match. Mick Foley wasn't even there the next night when he right. got tossed off the cell right. and then choke slammed through the cell. Right. You know you didn't see that. You still had that suspension of disbelief in believing that these dudes really got fucked up. And then you have the whole thing where he's bleeding out his mouth. So then you can basically they were saying they were selling it like internal he had internal injuries. Yeah. injuries. But then when Miz and Morrison like kind of attacked him, 
they didn't like go after the the right. the, the the stomach or the abdomen area. They was going straight for the leg. So they was playing off like, oh, his leg is still the man fell off a fucking cell. Don't you think you'll be more playing off of the internal injury? Right. Rather whatever than the, the key leg? injury. Yeah, whatever the key injury is at that time, that's the injury that you usually go for. If somebody messed up the arm, you go for the arm. If somebody's leg was jacked up, you go for the leg. If their ribs or something like that is messed up, you go for the target area. That's what you usually go for as the the heel. Yes. You know, so yeah, I understand where you're coming from in that point. You know, yeah, they kind of messed that up, but I like the uh I'm gonna, I know we're gonna talk about it later, but I like the uh bringing in bringing in Bray. Bringing in Bray yes. Yeah, so I, I like that. I did like that. But um big big congratulations to Randy Orton though, because he is tied with his he's tied with his evolution member Triple H for the fourteen title reigns. And I could have swore Triple H had like fifteen. No. No. Cena has 16 he's tied with flair right so they you know we all know for a fact hypothetically no one is supposed to grab flair's title reign right you know no one's gonna no one is ideally supposed to surpass that title reign right so and then i i I heard a lot of people was kind of upset that randy was you know why is randy getting this title like i had a conversation with my friend and he was kind of upset because he was like, I don't understand why they put the belt on Randy like this is diminished, like this ruin. Drew didn't have no rivals. I remember you talked about it on the last episode. Yeah, yeah. He you had know. a similar, he had a similar, Drew, one well, I'm saying who, similar, Drew McIntyre had a similar run as Kofi Kingston. Yes. He fought Dolph and he fought Randy. Mm-hmm. And so those were his, his two, his two rivals. And then eventually, you know, Kofi lost to Brock Lesnar. So yeah. So I just I feel like this is a I feel like Drew is gonna be known as the COVID champion, right? But I think, like you said, like I, I feel like if it wasn't for the COVID, if he'd have won at Mania where it was supposed to be in Tampa, like his run would be more meaningful. Because like it'll be impact. more meaningful. It'll be yeah. more meaningful, and he would have more of an impact. But you know, like I said, I, I believe, yeah, Randy was in line for another title shot. You know, he was given multiple opportunities. And like I said, he's a back, he's a locker room leader. So, you know, with all that being said, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, congratulations to Randy Orton for winning the 14-time uh, WWE champion. So, you know, we're going to see where he go from here. But, hey, Drew's going to get another title shot. I, I believe he's going to get, you know, multiple, yeah. multiple, multiple title runs yeah. and stuff. And I think he's going to, you know. And that's what I don't understand. Like, people are like, they were getting upset, like, oh, my God. Like, they didn't think that Drew would ever get another title run. Nah. You know, like, you never know what can happen. Like, he can he can go to SmackDown and get the Universal title, even though we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen no time <laughs> soon. But, but I think where he's at right now in Raw is perfect. And I believe the the people that they drafted on Raw or whatever, how they position Raw, is perfect for Drew McIntyre. And, you know, someone, once he do get another title shot, I mean, you have Keith Lee there. I believe uh, Sheamus is there. Um, the Dolph, Dolph and Bobby Roode are there. Uh, Braun Strowman is there. So you got most AJ Styles is there. It's Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? So you got, like, I think Elias is also there. Then Elias and, yeah, Jeff Hardy did have a match at Helen, mm-hmm. So I just remember that. Okay. So, yeah, but I believe Drew Madison, like, on Raw, how his position if Drew, when whenever Drew does get another title shot, 
he has more than enough people to feud feud with. Yeah. Other than when he was on SmackDown, I felt like I don't like 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 when he when he had the title, he wanted on SmackDown. It was on SmackDown, right? No, it was on Raw. Mm-hmm. My bad. Okay, yeah. I was thinking for some reason I was thinking this on. Raw. No, he 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 wanted on on Raw, and you like you said the the level of competition wasn't really there. Yeah, at know, the time, for, so for them, but now, yeah, they they have more competition on on Raw than they do. And so we also like, got the possibility of call ups, which we don't really want to do. Right, we don't want to do call ups because every call up that has happened has been failed. Has, has, been, has failed drastically. So, um, speaking of moments and and things like that, what? Would you deem is your moment or moments that stole the show for you at Hell in a Cell? All right. So I'll say that Miz winning the Money in the Bank contract. And I was right. Like, I was almost on a roll. You all my picks. <laughs> okay. So for those that follow the, the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, um, if you didn't see, the Ace did post his predictions and one of the predictions that he said was miss was going to win the briefcase and cash it in that same night and during the randy orton drew mcintyre match i had us quick like oh shit you might actually be right. I'm like, dude, it was, it was looking like, I'm like, yo, I think he could do it. Because there was a moment, because I was like, wait, okay, something has to happen. Because you see the first Hell in a Cell match, nothing drastic. I mean, something drastic happened, but it was, you know. More geared towards that storyline. Yes. You look at the Sasha Bailey joint, we're we going to get yeah. into that. But the Drew, Randy I'm looking at it, and I was like, okay, if Miz was to cash in, how is he going to cash in? The cell's not open. Long behold, Randy grabs the bolt cutters, open, cuts the lock, gets out. I'm like, Miz is going to cash in because this is a perfect feline for him to come in. Right, and had, and had Morrison help him out. So he would have been good. So I say that that happening because, like you said, like Miz is a guy that he had the only time that he was able to have a title opportunity was to be honest when he won Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. So now he has Money in the Bank again, and he took it away from Otis, which we kind of knew like Otis wasn't going to be cash in and be like a champion or something like that. We knew that nothing like that was going to happen. With oh, Mother Tucker. Right. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of that, Tucker. Tucker with the surprise, man. And then on top of that, yo, how funny is WWE to have all that happen, have Tucker turn on Otis, then then trade Tucker back to SmackDown. Like, what was the point? And it wasn't even, and it didn't even like make no big announcement. It was just like, if you go on their website, it's Tucker's on SmackDown. Right, Tucker's on SmackDown. (laughs) So I was like, all right, whatever. So you're going to bleed that out for a while. So that's going to be interesting to see how that's going to go. But also the next moment of the night, which me and you both agree on, is the Roman Reigns Jay Uso match, which personally me it had me in tears. Like I, it pulled some strings emotionally, and I started to cry like a little baby during yeah, this match. Listen, the psychology behind this match was in as by far is like five star. Like I, 
like I remember when Edge and them was talking about the matches and when they were talking about Edge's match with Randy Orton, the greatest wrestling match alive ever. And Undertaker talked about it. Undertaker was like the psychology that was displayed on in this match told the story. And that's a lot of things that like as wrestling fans, true wrestling fans understand that. You know, when it pulls at your heart, when it right. pulls, and especially when you go to those levels and in, in, in the depth that they went to. Right. But I feel like there, we can talk about it all we want, but I just feel like for for the audience, you, you have to hear certain parts of this match. So just, just listen to this about two, three minute clip that I that we chopped up of the the final the final moments of yes, this match. Yes, yes. You still don't understand that I'm better, that I am the man, that I am the tribal chief. All you had to do was acknowledge me. All you had to do was acknowledge me. And now you make me do things I don't want to do. But this is how serious it is. Who said that? This is how serious it is at the top. There ain't no going back when you've gone this far. And we ain't going back to me. I'm going to you because you just don't understand who the tribal chief is. No! No, no. Stop! Stop. That's that's Jimmy. Thank God. Stop! That's Jimmy's brother, Jimmy. Stop! What you doing, man? Man, man, 
man, I was, I was trying to fight back them tears again, man. That is so emotional, man. It was so emotional watching that. Like, I had to pause it because I remember, like, I didn't watch it live. Right. And you had texted me and said, yo, like, did you see it? And I just, like, I didn't see it yet. And you were like, yo, bro, this going, this going to hit you. And I'm like, all right, so I'm watching it. I'm watching it Monday. I'm watching it. I'm watching I'm seeing it. And when Jimmy came out and he grabbed him and he said, you know, this is Josh. And the minute he said, this is Josh, and he's like grabbing him and he's like, are you okay? It's like, damn. And then Roman throws the steel steps down and he's just sitting. And then when he dropped and he's like, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. And then it was like, dude, even like Roman, like Roman started crying. Like, I think Roman, that's what really got me. Roman like started Roman, crying. Roman started crying and slobbing all over the place. And, and Jimmy's like, you know, whatever you going through, man, we, we got this. Like, you ain't got to go through this. Right. And he's like, you know, whatever it is, man, like forget Paul and everything. And then. He extends his hand to shake it, and then they slap each other up. And then if you listen, Roman tells him, like, you hear Jay saying, I love you. But Roman's like, I love you too. But he's saying it real low. Yeah. And then he locks him in. And that 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 whole part, but it's the little things that caught my attention about this whole match. All right. Like, for example, at the end, after he did it, and, and Jay's like, I quit, I quit. And then Roman kind of rolls off of him, and he flips his hair back, and he looks like he, like, takes, he's like, he closes his eyes, he takes his deep breath, and then he gives this, he gives this evil look like he's like, mm-hmm. stands up. Paul is sitting there, and Paul's in shock. Like, he's like, oh my God, like, what is going on? And then he goes, Paul gives him the title. He motions to Paul to give him the title. And he's looking at him. And this is what got it. He wipes his face, though as if he's wiping the tears off. And he just, it's like a, it's like, remember when Brock Yeah, when he, did, Hogan, that, when he did it with Hogan. And he took yeah, the blood the and blood, he wiped yeah. it on him. Wiping the tears is more, for me, that, that shows more. That's like, damn, like you... You no love, no like, love, no love. Like, like you is- stooped to that level where you literally brought crocodile tears. It was like, bruh, like that was like it was just like Roman was willing to do to do whatever it took for them to acknowledge him as the tribal chief. And I'm like, and I'm like, dog, you willing to <laughs> you willing to kill your cousin, right? Like that's forget cousin. They like brothers. Like, you willing to do that to him just, to, you know, to be acknowledged as this tribal chief to be the head of the table. And it's, it's just like, it was crazy, man. And it's the little, like like I said, it was the little things. Like, it's the reactions. It's the, the trash talking. the Him saying, like, yo, like, before he said what he said in the beginning, he was like, you know, when we were younger, you always used to try to, like, outdo me. You always tried to be better than me. Like, you, you thought you was better than me. Now we 35. You still think this. Like, right. I'm still like I'm still whooping your ass just like we were when we were kids. And then, like I said, to me, the MVP of this whole entire thing, no lie, is Roman over there, but like Paul Heyman. 
Yeah. Because, like, the everybody's like, Paul, stop him. He's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> he's like, I can't. And everybody's saying, like, he's a Paul Heyman guy. And Paul Heyman said it. He's like, no. I'm a Roman Reigns guy. Like, Roman Reigns is his own. He's not a Paul Heyman guy. He's not. And the little, like, the, the facial expressions like we've seen Paul make those faces of being concerned like oh my god but even Paul said at one time he said Roman this is your cousin like what are you doing this is your cousin type of thing and Roman told him Roman was like you shut your mouth Paul like he told him you shut your mouth and it was like damn like I don't even think Brock has really got to that level where he's telling Paul right. to shut his if mouth. Anything, if anything, Brock would get off. Like, Brock would eventually get off him. And, you know, Paul would, like, you know, calm him down calm or whatever down. like that. And Brock would walk away with, you know, with that smile on his smirk right. on his face or whatever like that. But Roman was like, I'm willing to die for this. And, and then as he was walking up the ramp and he just looked and he had that smirk on his face. Because, like, when I seen it, now, Grant, I seen the photos that came out. Yeah. But to see how he came up and he smirked and it's like, and then the camera went and you seen the Wild Samoans, Alpha and Sika. Yeah. And to see to see that image of them giving him the lay. And they said, like, Cole and them, which was very interesting the way Cole and mainly Cole was describing like this is the only time I really liked Michael Cole yeah. is when he was describing the history with the lays like Jay had a white lay and he was saying like this represents family and strength yeah he did yeah he did do that during the yeah. I, I remember and that and then when you seen the Wild Samoans you seen Alpha and Sika they had the red lay yeah but theirs was different and Roman had they presented Roman the same one yeah and they were like it showcases the position of power that they yeah, because the flowers look different. Like the flowers yeah. and everything like that look different on the lace. Like like I said, like Jay was who had more kind of like a fluffy, like a fluffy. Yeah, I yeah. say more of a fluffy. And, then, and theirs was more kind of like small, like rich, you know, kind of like sharpened mm-hmm. or whatever. Like that. I don't want to say like yeah, some something like that. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it was man. Yeah, I did pay attention. I didn't really pay too much attention to that part. But yeah, that was really yeah. And then and then to see that image where you know at first Roman was to like. He was in like the he was on more he wasn't in the he wasn't in the, in the middle. middle he was on like kind of like uh I want to say like to the left yeah he was on he was more to the left of the stage and then he positioned him to the middle and like I said he had his belt and everything like that and you know seeing you know Alpha and Sika you know hugging him embracing him you know what I mean like and he has the title it's like like I said it's the position of power yeah and Sika being his father yeah. You know, and, and that's the one who, when he gave him a hug, it was kind of like you knew, like, he was like, yeah, you did what you were supposed to do. And for those that are like, you know, they, they didn't understand or anything, who don't have the knowledge of the Wild Samoans, them two were ruthless. Like, they were extremely ruthless. So for them to say, present Roman, like, this is, you've got to that point. This is the ruthless level that you're supposed to get to, and we acknowledge it. And then with Paul being there, and Paul managed the Wild Samoans. Yeah, that's why the whole story is like, yeah. And then, like you said, like Paul being the MVP of just Paul, like 
Paul didn't have to say nothing. You nothing. could just look at Paul's face. And mm-hmm. Paul's face had like a look of just concerns. Like, yo, what did I get myself into? Like, type of thing. Like he's like, like, I I I knew that he was Simone, but I didn't know he was like this. Right. You know? And then with this story, it keeps leading and going back to this. This rumor, this is this is what this is this ever since this this uh dream match we can say has been tossed around, it's really been I feel like it's catching a little bit of heat. Yes. And that is basically Roman Reigns versus The Rock. And basically with the storyline going the way it is, the stars are aligned in the in the Hollywood world. I'm gonna use Hollywood term. Yes. To bring to bring these two together. You know, now we have I know you discussed it. I've had conversations with people outside. Yep. Um I haven't talked obviously I haven't talked about it on on a podcast, but I agree with most of the sentiments that you were saying as far as Rock being a part timer and he, you know, shouldn't be doing these things. But also just the storyline. Right. You know, I get it. And I ideally said, well, if I was doing the story, if I was part of creative, you know, and, and we talked about it in the past, I would do it this way. Like I would bring in Rakishi because now Rakishi's like, okay, um, there's no, I, we need someone that can stop Roman. Who can stop Roman? Jay can't do it. Jimmy's out, you know, we can probably have a segment where Roman reigns, which is kind of ironic that Roman is starting to use that guinty choke because, all right, yeah, you can, he can hit Rakishi with the spear. He can hit him with a Superman punch, but if you hit him with a Superman punch, Rakishi's old, you you don't know how he's going to sell that. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like when Randy hit Flair with the punt, the, the lights went out. Right. It's because they didn't want to show, not the punt, but they didn't want to show how Rand, how Flair would sell that, right. which wouldn't be good. Right. You know? So I think that's why he started to implement that choke, because I think if Roman did do something with Rakishi, it would be that choke. Right. It would be that game. In front of Jay, in front of Jay in front and of Jimmy. In front of Jay and Jimmy. And then, like, also with Jay and Jimmy kind of, like, had to fall in line. And Roman has that 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 position of power. Like, yo, if y'all do something, if y'all do, if y'all help your father, y'all out the y'all all y'all out the family. So right. like, you know, Rikishi go, you yo, you go acknowledge Cause then, me, right? Because then if you the think about it, like Rikishi, like if you look at Jimmy and Jay and Rikishi, like they were always the, and I, it literally just clicked to me, they were the lovable, fun, outgoing, dancing, yeah, right. Trio. Yeah. The Wild Samoans were never like that. They were ruthless. They were cold-blooded. They were heartless. And that's not what Roman's doing. So it can always come to that where it's like, yo, we not about this 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 kitty right. bubblegum shit. We about putting the food on the table. Right. We about, we about <laughs> taking care of this family so generations of my family can eat. Right. So I can see... Them doing something, I can see like Rakishi being like, "Oh, I got to make a phone call," and then it's that build up to that suspense of, "Oh, who's Rakishi calling this side and the third?" And fucking 
rock pops up and rocks like you know this is like what are you doing like this is this and the third and then i started pulling tell, tell them yeah tell them tell them what you were saying pulling. tell them what you were saying i was saying how if this is the case and them two are going at it like him and roman are on the mic roman can go when you first came into the wwe you were known as rocky mayavia the high chief Peter Mayavia, the the pinnacle. Like this is the high chief. Keep high chief. You dropped that name because you couldn't hold up. You couldn't live up to that standard of being the high chief. So you decided to drop it and become the rock and become something different. You didn't want to live on with this legacy, this bloodline. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to continue with the legacy and put that food on the table for our family. I did that. Right. I'm the tribal chief. I am this man. Right. You left it. Rocky die. Right. Die, Rocky die. That's what the fans were saying. And now look at you. Now you want to come back and try to take from me? No. No. Right. Just 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 go back to Hollywood type right. of thing. Go back to Hollywood and make your movies, man. Right. And then it's like, you know, I know a lot of people are one that and then it's like ever since I believe it was the last WrestleMania between Rock and Cena. Yeah. Where Rock suffered an injury. There was no insurance that was taken on on him. There was like the the company like the film productions everything had to stop for a little bit because the, he had to recover. Since that time, Business, movie companies have told The Rock, like, if you get back into wrestling business, if you get back into that, you we have to take an insurance policy out on you because we cannot afford to stop production or put production on hold because you got injured. And I know, like, my brother, he's like, you know, Rock's in this great condition and this, that, and third. But I want to go to the Last Ride documentary. And there was part one. And this solidifies why it's harder for part-timers to do this rather than the ones that are full-time. When Taker talks about the things that he had to do to perform... I can relate to it because I was going through the same things a lot of time in the same times of, I haven't done this, I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna do this. Everybody's expecting it to be at the level that I was at in a certain level and perform like this. But I'm not in the groove, I haven't done it, can I still do it? Your mind plays games with you. By far, physically and mentally, the hardest, absolute hardest thing I've ever done in my life is that performing once or twice a year thing. The road is what keeps you callous. The road keeps you bruised. It keeps you in that ring shape where you're almost impervious to the bumps because you're doing it on a night in, night out basis. And he would have his three and four month camps, but that is no walk in the park because ring rust and timing is real. Ring rust and timing is real. Listen, listen. Roman Reigns right now is in the best condition of his life. He looks and he took time off. Right. So you see, he he had to work him back into the whole thing. But once he really starts to get going to get his groove back, it's not it's not gonna be no stopping him. And it's, it's, especially it has somebody like a part timer like The Rock, which we all love The Rock. 
We do. We love The Rock, man. The he's, Rock. He's my favorite. <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, he's top five, top ten wrestlers, WWE, and just wrestling, period, all the time. Like, top right. ten easily. But we don't want to see that. We don't want to see The Rock go, come in there and face Roman. And I'm not like, everybody's like, oh, man, you tripping, you tripping, man. The, the Rock ain't going to get washed by Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns looks incredible. Like, he looks, and, and this is vicious streak. And like I told you, he never, like, Rock never got his never got his rematch with Brock. Right. And you know how Brock get down. Right. You know what I mean? So you know how Brock get down. So you know how he, well, it would have been better if it, was like, if it was like him versus Brock, but he never got his rematch with Brock. It would have been better if it was him versus Triple H because he teased they've a little. They've been teased. They, they've they've been always teased that. They always teased that. That never happens. So you're going to be against your family member. You're going to get your family member who's been who wrestled Brock Lesnar multiple times. Mm-hmm. You wrestled him once, got your ass beat, and never fought this man again. <laughs> you know what I mean? You right. never fought him again. Roman has fought him multiple times. Has fought the Undertaker multiple times. Has mm-hmm. fought. It's battle tested, battle ready. Like this dude is not going to. This is not going to be like. Like I said, it's not going to be no walk in the park for the Rock. I understand that, but you part time. Coming and, back, you trying to fight Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns go tear that ass up. And then, like, my, my brother, he was talking about it. My brother was like, you know, he's feeling like if they did do a match, it would be like a cinematic match. Like a cinematic be, match? Yeah, yeah, yeah cinematic yeah, match. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now you it, it would be like a cinematic match. And he's like, you know, if they do cinematic, Rock can't get hurt. I'm like, you didn't see the last ride documentary when Undertaker showed that he punched when he hit the glass window on on the car, he cut his shit open. And he's like, yeah, like, the adrenaline was pumping, and he didn't feel nothing. But then when you have to wait, you have to stop, you have to, you know, your adrenaline starts to slow down, a pain kicks in. So think about it. If Rock, if they were to do this and have it in a movie type of thing, and something happens to Rock, and Rock's like, all right, man, like, you know, Man. That adrenaline wears off, and right, he already done hit himself in the head with <laughs> at his gym, right, like, dude. Like I was like, look, man, the man, the, the man that had COVID, the man that like said he hurt himself in the gym, he got like m- mad projects lined up, like Black Adam. He got to shoot Black Adam. You know that's gonna be a lot. Like that's gonna take a lot of his and that's schedule. That's gonna that's a that's a budget. That's a yeah. That's a that's a mean mm-hmm. budget. So he got a lot of other stuff going on. For him to come back, like especially now, like now from okay, see, it's October, WrestleMania is in what April? Yeah. For just for, like he's gonna be shooting, he's probably gonna be shooting by that time. I'm quite for sure Black Adam is gonna be, you know, picking up production soon and others other stuff going on. And like I said, he has the XFL with him and his um ex wife, uh, Danny Garcia. So he got that going on and you know getting that ramped up. So by the time you figure like that, that's like at least two years. Oh, the Rock's life, like gonna be dedicated to movies and the XFL, right? So where is he gonna find time to like build this joint up with the him to fight Roman? It would have been better off if it was Cena. Cena might have been be- Cena might have been a better look, but Cena got movies. Well, I, I based off of like the the history, yeah, yeah. I understand the story, but I'm just saying like I would have been better off trying to pull like John Cena or something like that or whatever like that. You know, like I feel like the Rock got too much going on, mm-hmm. and he quietly retired. Like, let's, and, that's, yeah, he, and he posted that he said I quietly retired I quietly stepped away from it yeah. you know so I says I get I get the premise but then like when I thought about who would be the like I, we we always bring up Big E and I'm like well Big you can insert Big E in the same equation 
because Biggie went to war with the new uh, went to war with the Usos. Right. Obviously, if you've heard listened to the New Day podcast or you just listen to the New Day talk about the Usos, they talk with that high respect, like yeah. it's love. Yeah, because um they came up through uh FCW together. Yes. And even that, and they can play off of that. Big E can play off of that and say, right. yo, like I like I was with them. Like we have this bond. And to see what you did to your own family, like right. that can they can work with right. that. Then, now like, I understand that, and I'm sorry to cut nah, you, you off. You good, you good. I understand that a lot of people want that. The, like, the biggie, the biggie. No, they want like I'll, I'll say this. I told this to my brother. The part time fans, yes, want the part time storyline. They want the Rock versus right. versus Roman. Yeah, and if you do it the right way, you can get like us to be invested in it. Mm-hmm. If you do it the right way, mm-hmm. but we really want to see Biggie, right? Roman, right? And and this is what I told you because me and you had a conversation about it. I said that because Big E name isn't like, like is is it's not as big as The Rock's, right? And The Rock is kind of like his own thing. You don't really look at him as like the Samoan family is, member. You know what I'm saying? You look at him as this is The Rock Johnson. Like you look at it like that. He's Dwayne Johnson, whatever. Like that. You don't look at him as like the Samoan family. So it's more of a that's more of like a like a heavyweight like boxing match or something like that. You got like yeah. this guy. You got The Rock. You got Roman Reigns. You might. You might not even look at it from a family aspect. It's just like the names, right? And it's Hollywood like ticket selling and stuff like that. Big E name right now, I feel like it doesn't really sell tickets like it way to sell like the Rock sell tickets. Mm-hmm. But storyline wise, and like I said, where it's going to be at the location in Tampa, this then in the third. Big well, they e haven't they, they haven't made that official. Yeah, but we feel like yet, we, but we feel like it's going to be. In we, Tampa. we know it's going to end up. Yeah. They're going to end up switching locations so, to Tampa. Yeah. But um, overall, like I said, this was my favorite. This is my favorite moment. This is your favorite moment. Um, the only knock I have on the match itself is I didn't like how they had the officials coming out trying to stop a match, but it's an I quit match. You can't right. stop it unless the person says I quit. Right. But, you know, they, they, you know, it was just, they was trying to. <laughs> they was trying to oversell cause, cause it. Roman and, was, because Roman, Roman was, was wilding. But let's be honest, bro. If that didn't happen, man, Roman would have did. Jay would have made it. <laughs> well, let's even let's even talk about another little thing that that is there. The golden glove. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the Thanos glove. That's what they refer to it as. Yeah. They refer to it as the Thanos glove. I said when they not <laughs> seen that, they was like people online was like Jay ain't got a chance. Like <laughs> they was like this man, this man is channeling Thanos right now. Right. No way in. Hell, he's gonna the win. Mad that. Titan, do you got the Mad Titan? Nah, bruh. Right. See when he did the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it, like, I I love I love the psychology of that match. Another match that I love the psychology of was the Bailey. Oh, before I go any further, I told you I had a a. This is a monkey wrench out of this world. Okay. For the Roman joint. Yes. Now, we all know of the Wild Samoans, Alpha and Sika. Mm-hmm. We know about Rakishi. Mm-hmm. We know about Jay and Jimmy. Yeah. We know about The Rock. We know about all of them, right? Yeah. There's one member of this family, two members of this family, 
that are not being mentioned, but could appear hypothetically in my dream world. Tamatanga. And if you remember clearly on Twitter, they were going at it on there. there. Tamatanga's father is Haku. Okay. Haku and them, they're, they're, they're a part of this bloodline too. They are a part of this bloodline. So if you wanted to really throw a monkey wrench in there, because, I mean, Haku and them, I would say, is kind of like the outcast of the wild Samoan family. Yeah. So, hypothetically, you could be like, Tamatunga can come in, even though he's signed to New Japan. Yeah. But let's just say if that was to happen, that I would pull, I would love to see a... Pull strings, have Vince pull. You know, because Vince was like, look, man. A Tamatunga? Money, 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 money. He's like, he's like, man, bring me money. But a lot of people will be like, you know, a lot of people won't be familiar with who Tamatunga is. Right. You know, so I, that's just my personal thing. And the the one, he's in he's in NXT. Um, Afa's son is in NXT. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's the tall... He, I forgot his name. I'm sorry, I drew a blank, but I'll show you a picture of him later. Yeah, because I know he's talking. But wait, what was it? The other dudes? No, time talk. Oh, is he part of GOD? Yeah, Gorillas of mm-hmm. Destruction. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember I seen him at uh uh um ROH. Yeah, whatever. And I was like, ooh, I was ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So before we get to further more into the the pay per view, um. I just want to break. This is breaking news. Uh, WWE and Netflix are partnering on a multi-part documentary about Vince McMahon. This is going to be one of the highest budget documents in Netflix history. Mm. I can only imagine what they're going to do. Netflix never misses on docs. True that. And Netflix don't (laughs) hold back neither. They They don't don't. hold back. So we're going to see how open... It transparent Vince really gonna be with this joint. This joint gonna be interesting. Yeah, it definitely is gonna be interesting. So that's just and you love docs. I do. And you love documentaries. So this this up right up your alley. <laughs> so you gonna love watching that. Right. So uh, back to the to this pay per view itself. Um, we had a crowning of a new champion other than Randy Orton, the boss. Yeah, I was wrong on this one. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong on this pick. Now, I originally, I originally wanted, I said Sasha, then I went back and recorded, and I said, like, I think Bailey, because I thought he was going to hold off until, like, like Mania or something like that. Yeah, but if you think about it, this is this is their dream match. They always, whenever you listen to Bailey and Sasha talk about their dream match, it wanted, ideally, they wanted it at WrestleMania, but they wanted to do a Hell in a Cell match. They both agreed that them two, they wanted them two to be in a, in a Hell in a Cell. So... I mean, this one, it, it did the same thing. It told the story. Is it, was it as up to par as their NXT takeover? No. No. Nah. But for this to be, I believe this might have been their first real match on the main roster. For them two together? Mm-hmm. I believe so. I believe so because so, they always because they always because I I think they never wanted to put them two together because of the fact of the hype behind their match at Takeover. Yeah, but I really want to say like it may sound crazy, but I think that they are doing better without fans physically being there. Right, because now they can just 
go at it. And then you right. have the time because now you don't have, you're not on the road. So now you have the time to really sit there and really paint this picture of what right. you want to do. Right. Easier on the body. Yes. It's easier on the body because you don't have to do all them house shows and all this other stuff. You could just do, like, like you said, you could do the show. Go home, mm-hmm. chill, come back next, you know what I mean? Right. And then just, just relax, whatever. So it's like pretty much like this situation, like this pandemic, WWE has done a good job of adjusting. And I think it is good for the wrestlers because most of them do live in Florida. Mm-hmm. And and they they can just rest. They can just be with their families and rest up after a long, after like a few hours. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. But I most definitely, yeah, this is probably like these, but they only had that, they ain't really had that many matches. So, I, yeah, this most definitely like, in top, I say top ten in women matches. Yeah. Bailey, Bailey, and Sasha have like probably like two two matches in that top ten. Yeah, and I mean there there, there was some parts in the match that was kind of like, you know, like there was a part where Bailey tried to put the kendo sticks and she tried to duct tape it up and put them through the. That was kind of cheesy. Yeah, you know, but a few spots I loved whenever Sasha Banks did the meteor. Yes. That's like Dope. my favorite move. That's one of my favorite moves. Right? When she did the joint off the table, when she ran and she used the table and hit her with the meteor, and then when she did it again, um, she did it again in the ring. Yeah, now wasn't it like uh, up against the cage or something like that? Mm-hmm. When she made it, yeah. Those, this is, listen, I can watch them two wrestle any day right. of the week. You know, right? And I think, is it, do you think, do you think that this run? That this the pandemic, this run from Bailey, what people give Bailey her respects as far as like her being like one of the top, I'd say top five women wrestlers. Ding dong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like why can't like why won't you like this really cemented her? Like we've always been Bailey fans, right? But I think that as she said on her chronicles when she said she when she cut her hair, she was like it was like I was getting the dead skin off. I was becoming a new person. I was becoming really who I am. And that's really what we needed. Right. I, I really think that this transition for her is really the best thing to happen to her. Right. She was like, I was walking around looking like a 12-year-old for like, she was like, I'm 30. Like, I'm like, right. it's like I can't, like, nah. And and just to see, like, they always said Triple H and them, Triple H has said it. Many of the wrestling people have said the best matches is the matches with your friends. Right. Like, especially when you have that rival. Like, you look at Ch- Ciampa and Gargano. Tri- that's Triple H and Shawn Michaels all over again. You know, look at that one. Look at Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, classic matches. Yeah, so it's it's always a great thing. So, with Sasha winning the title, um, are we going to continue to see this rival, or is... Or are they going to branch off? Like, is like is Bailey going to kind of take the Adam Cole role right now, where Adam Cole is took a step back? Like, I'm gonna take a break yeah. for a little bit. You know what? That's who. That you know what? That's a good comparison between for Bailey, like Adam Cole, because like she was pretty much the Iron Woman of this whole thing. Like Adam Cole was the Iron Man in this whole situation. Like he was the champion for like about a year. And some change. Years some change, and Bailey had like years some change. Bailey mm-hmm. same thing. Years some change. So I think Bailey most definitely deserves the break. I mean, she hasn't really. I mean, like I said, other like you said, the pandemic and the schedule situation helps out. But as far as like, like in ring performance, she's been wrestling all year. Like she's been wrestling pretty much the whole year. So why not give her like a little bit of break until she, you know, get some rest. You know, chill out for like a couple months, heal up. Yeah. You know, heal up real quick and just come back um when she's ready. 
Maybe like Rumble. Come back Rumble. Okay. Now, with if if that happens, who is Sasha feuding with? Well, okay. So I always, because I, I seen what, what you wrote on the on the on the list right here. So, but I'm just like, which Sasha's we get? See, that's a, that's an important thing right there. What Sasha Banks is we getting? Is we getting the boss Sasha Banks, or we getting like like tee hee 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 Sasha Banks? Like which Sasha Banks is we getting? Because I'm like, I want the boss. I think Sasha Banks. I think with her turning, well, I don't say she turned. Sasha to me is a tweener. Yes, you know where <coughs> it depends on who she's feuding with. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, everybody's screaming the top of their lungs. Bianca Belair. Yes, that would be that would be, and I think it would be a great rival. It would be a great story. It'd be a great rivalry, but it depends on. Is Sasha? I, it will be better if Sasha's heel, right? Against but, Bianca, Bella. but then the same thing. Sasha's better as a. I mean, not Sasha. Bianca's better as a heel. They're both tweeners. They're both good at being. I like. I like Bianca as a. I like Bianca as a heel. Me myself personally, but I think they said that WWE like with her being on SmackDown, her SmackDown run, she's gonna be leaning towards more being a face. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, all right, cool. You know, that's I'm cool with that, but. I mean, yes, I like her, Bianca, but I think not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Not not yet. But also, you also got Selena there. Fucking Carmella. You, yeah, you do got that, too. That's, I think that's who's going to be Sasha's first rival. Carmella? Yeah. Her, because, her, her because, Dolph Ziggler? That's going to be her Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> yeah, because if you think about it, like, they're hyping her up yeah. and her being untouchable, yeah. you can see that gimmick and her... because. Carmel, that character is a heel character. Right. And I really think that's going to happen. I think right after Survivor Series, she'll come. Right after that, she'll come out. I even think she might appear at Survivor Series and get her little. Right. You know, yeah, but Carmella, yeah, and we haven't seen Carmella in action for a while, so it'd be good to see what you know, what's new with Carmella. Carmella got a new, some new moves, and she's sharpened her skills recently. Yeah, and then it'd be also interesting and very fun because you know, Corey Graves and yeah, that whole little dynamic that they're gonna pull. So that that's gonna be very interesting as well. So. Um, we we spoke a little bit about Randy Orton earlier, about him capturing his title, and um, we talked a little bit about Drew's title reign. But on Raw, as I spoke about earlier, I didn't like how they did with the Drew angle. But then I didn't like how they're continuing to make it appear though as if Drew and Randy going to continue to fight. However. However, yes. we we have to be mindful that there is a fiend lurking in the background. Okay? Yes. And for those that are unaware or tend to forget. He's here. The fiend goes after those that Bray Wyatt 
has had a rival with. Yes. And no other person has done more damage to Bray Wyatt than Randy Orton. Yes, sir. Even when you go back to the the match that they had in the house. Yeah. And Randy Orton set the house on fire. If you watch the episode, on, if you watch Raw and they had the Firefly Funhouse, Randy Orton, they had the picture in the background yeah, the pay, yeah. of the house on fire and Bray zoned out. And you heard the screams of like a girl screaming in the, like yeah. the house on fire. And when they brought up that Bray was going to be, or Randy was going to be on Moment of Bliss, if you go back and read the tweet that she did, each letter spelled out fiend. Fiend. Yeah. So we have an idea that it's going to be Bray versus Randy. But why the fuck is Drew still in the equation? Like, you see how, like, Randy had to pick and choose, like, which 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 one you? He, yeah. He's like, man, I'm going with Drew. Dude, I ain't going up there. <laughs> but I, even that, I love that because Randy didn't even turn around. He just knew. He right. felt it, and he just was like, "Fuck." Okay, let me figure this out. I can turn around and get killed, or I can beat the shit out of Drew McIntyre. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this. And what, what was crazy is like, after it was all said and done, like, what happened to The Fiend? He was just standing there. He was just chilling. He was just chilling up there, man. Just He probably just went in the back. He probably just, after that, he just, after he got, he's like, all right, I'm out. He's like, can I leave? He's like, all right. He just went in the back and chilled out. But yeah, that's going to be like, probably like most after Survivor Series. Now, another MVP. Another MVP. We got to say, this is probably the best Alexa Bliss. Yes. We are seeing. Yes. 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 Because <laughs> she's killing this role. Yes, she is. You know. Come she, on, the gloves? Bruh, when they, when she had her head down and then you seen the, what was it, heel or hurt that was on her forehead? Heel. It was heel. It was the heel one. And just her, pop her head up in her eye. Dude, that, this this whole gimmick is golden. So golden. It is. Yo, can you can we honestly say that Alexis might have saved the fiend story a little bit? That adding Alexis Bliss kind of saved him. It the, did. The, 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 the. It did. I would say it did because you you have that dynamic. Yeah. You know? And a lot of people are like, oh, she was gonna play Sister Abigail. No, she's not. You know. You needed you needed a you needed a human character to play alongside with him, right? You know. And then I was listening to uh, the podcast I always listen to, and he they were even throwing it out there of maybe using retribution as his henchman. Yeah, because right now they trash. <laughs> You know, using them for for that because they're like, you know, well, Bray lost everything. You know, he lost a lot of stuff. And he can be looking for retribution. Quote, unquote, right? 
get them. They get retribution can look at Ali and be like, yo, ever since you became our leader, we haven't won shit. Right. Get the fuck out. Right. And then the Bray Wyatt did attack retribution by himself. Right. And handled him by himself. <laughs> so it, it would just be interesting to see, you know, that dynamic and what happens with that. I mean, like you said, we we know Randy's going to face him, but the question is, because if he faces him, then we know Randy's going to drop oh, that oh, title. Oh, 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 shit. Because I just thought about it. <laughs> Yo, he go, he go face him. He going to face him, right? Randy's going to face him. Moves going to him. But you also got the Miz with that money in the bank contract. And so Miz can always, he can cash that joint in so Right. Quick. But, oh, oh, I just thought, that is true. Because it can even go to Miz and Bray Wyatt because they had a little feud. Because remember when when Bray was infiltrating the house? Which which, which house? When Bray Wyatt was infiltrating the Miz's house oh, with Miz yeah. and Maurice and yeah, the yeah. baby. Oh yes, 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 yes. The fit, yeah, with the fiend. He had, yeah. he had a rival. Yeah. But it wasn't. But it wasn't the fiend. It was his Bray Wyatt. Yes. So you can even throw. Okay. Okay. So they could do something with this. Right. They could do something so with Miz, this. So Miz still got that. So Miz still got that in the bag. Mm-hmm. So, and then this way, because would you would you honestly want rent? Because, okay, Randy beating the Fiend. Right. We don't want to see that. No. We don't, because if you want the Fiend to kind of still have that mystique of like getting yeah. the revenge on people beating he only so, He only lost one match. He only lost one match. We don't count that one. We don't count. We don't yeah, count. We don't, that. We don't, we don't count, count that match We don't. We don't, we don't, we don't acknowledge. We don't that acknowledge match. that part time <laughs> match, right? So if that match happened. Let's say Fiend win. Fiend win, but he hurt. Fiend's hurt. You know him and Randy had a good, you know, back and forth, good solid match. Mm-hmm. Or you could also throw Drew McIntyre into the match and make it a triple threat match because mm-hmm. he's the sky the psychopath. So he's like, oh yo, yo. So, so he come back. They have a good, they have a good backup because that's how Roman won his title. Roman won his title doing some deceitful stuff, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He didn't pin the fiend though. He pinned Braun Strowman. Right. So that's what Miz can do. Miz can go out there pin Randy or pin Drew if it's a triple threat match. But you could pin Randy, get his title, or have Morrison help him out. Right. So this way, so this way, you know, make sure he can say, "Yo, you isolate the fiend. I'm gonna go get Randy." Right. So Morrison got to like, you know, he got to he got to be the sacrificial lamb. Sacrificial lamb, <laughs> but you know, it's for the greater good. You know, right. so Miz can win the title, then Miz can, you know, boom. So we good. Okay. I can see that. I can definitely see that. So, speaking of fiends and and horror and shit like that, uh, NXT had Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc is one of my favorite WCW pay-per-views back in the day. That used to be one of my favorite, like the sets and everything like that, man. You know, and I'm not a big Halloween person, but Halloween Havoc most definitely by far one of my favorite, like, theme pay-per-views. Yeah. I mean, it was... Halloween Havoc really didn't... The only thing I remember... From Halloween Havoc back when it was in WCW was the debut of Rey Mysterio Jr. Because him and Eddie had a fucking wrestling clinic. And I remember (laughs) 
I'm talking about the good, like that's probably one of the greatest matches. And then one of the worst matches was was Diamond Dallas Page versus Goldberg, which got cut off because they went over time. Like the pay-per-view, if you ever watched Rise and Fall of WCW, they talk about that match. Like that was a very, that was like kind of like the beginning stages of WCW going out of business type of thing. But um, I wasn't really, that wasn't really like a, I like the theme, obviously. I I like the theme of it. But, you know, WCW, I mean, NXT, they did what they always do. They brought, they did Bash at the Beach. Now they're doing Halloween Havoc. Did they do a Grand American Bash too? Why did I say Bash at the Beach? Great American Bash. Yeah. Yeah, they did Great American Bash. And what they did was they had a few, but they didn't have a few. They had matches. Also, also, Mm -hmm. to cut you off, it was hosted. It had a host. Yes. Shotzi Blackheart. Yes. Shout out to her. Yes, she she did an incredible job. She did when good, she, when she and it hosted. fits her. Yes, it really did fit her. But um, a few of the match, well, not a few of the matches. We had the opening match was the North American title. Yep, Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano, and Gargano is now the first ever two time North American champion. Congratulations Defe- to him defeating Damian Priest, which I was very surprised. Had of. a little help. Had, had a, a little help. help. And so that that's what happened. The next one we had uh, Escobar Santos. Yeah, he's starting to rub off on you. You told me you say you see you starting to that like dude. I don't know what it is. It's something about like the cocky heels that like look like money, right? And he looks like money. He got that. He got that. He, got look. That, he like a young Alberto. Like Alberto was old. Like Alberto right. was kind of old. See, but he, I don't want to. To do the Umberto comparison because Alberto had my Umberto was money, yeah, yeah. But I'm money. see, I'm thinking of what everything that's going on now with him, yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's yeah, he's in deep water, yeah. <laughs> we already know that, yeah. right? So, he, but I, he I, I hell see, hell of itself for real, <laughs> yes. So, I, but I see what you're saying, I see what you're saying, yes, he does have that that approach, but he he won his match against Jake Atlas, yes, and then we had Rhea Ripley Where's going Rhea? against. Raquel Gonzalez. Big Mama Pump. That was a good match. That told a good story. It was, from what I heard, what I'd seen clips of, it really did tell. A lot of people were saying that it was a great match between those two. Um, Then it was... Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis versus Christian Grimes? Karrion Grimes. Karrion Grimes. My bad. I'm sorry. My apologies. (laughs) <laughs> that was the movie style match, the cinematic match. Yes, and it was very funny. They had the zombies and around the ring, and at one point, one of the zombies was climbing on Dexter Loomis, and he didn't have no reaction. He just had her pressed pressed her up and just threw her at uh, Cameron Grimes, <laughs> and he ended up being he ended up winning. The, yeah, he ended up winning that, match. winning that match. But then the match of the night obviously was the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae, and Io Shirai won. Yep. You know, my question is, as I've always been saying, I've said it to a few people, is who is going to be the one to dethrone Io Shirai? Maybe Dakota Kai. She tried. She failed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dakota tried. Rhea tried. Fucking shit. Raquel Gonzalez. 
But I wanted to like I personally would rather like somebody smaller. Not smaller. But like Kel Gonzalez is like, yeah, she's more of like the the henchman with the, yeah. the muscle. The muscle. But yeah. Ember Moon, Ember Moon's back. Ember Moon is back. I really, really wish that was her face would have did it, but she fucking blew her knee out again. Oh, uh Tegan Knox. Yeah. I really wish that she would have did it. Cause that I, I love Tegan Knox. I think that she had the potential, but it's just like, damn, like you blew your knee out Another again. Another knee injury, yeah. So overall, like I was reading a lot of people saying it was over. It was a good show. You know, it was actually a for NXT, because a lot of people have been getting on NXT because it's like, oh, like y'all are not doing as good. You know, y'all yeah, might have to change the date because y'all are trying to compete with AEW. Uh, yeah, AEW is winning right now. But, yo, man, even the fact that they didn't have the NXT champion there. They still have a good show? We're not having the champion there? The face of the company? Yeah. Or yeah. the face of that brand? My bad. Yeah, because Finn, if for those that are unaware, Finn did suffer a broken, two bones broken in his jaw. Um, they said that they were going to give it some time. I think after this upcoming week, they would make a decision on what's going to happen with it. But it really would suck if he had to relinquish the title. Right. You know, because now this is back-to-back champions that had to relinquish the title. And then it's going to be like, damn, like, so we drop, we give the title away. Like, Adam Cole was the, the Iron Man, and we seeing that the people that have held the title since Adam Cole ain't really iron. I mean, we can't really say right. Keith Lee because Keith Lee lost. He lost it, but other than but he was getting called up anyway, though. So right. it's kind of like, all right, you know what? We just go do this for you. you know, kind of look out for you, like mm-hmm. a little care package. Here's your payday. Yeah, here's your payday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's your payday. Thanks for showing up. Right. So overall, I think it was a good show. But um, before we wrap this up, I want to get a little into early Survivor Series talk. Yeah, for sure. Let's go on. Let's go. Ahead. Oh, okay, so. As of right now, we, as we all know, Survivor Series is the battle of the brands. Who's going to be the superior brand and everything like that. So as of right now, we have the battle of the champs. So we know the announcement of champions who will be facing each other. Okay. So right now we have it as the World champ Randy Orton will be facing Universal Champion Roman Reigns, Tribal Chief. Which I had a prediction that that was going to happen because of the fact of you don't really want to have they kind of re- they teased it or they were they spoiled it without spoiling it. And the reason why I say that is because they were there was a report that came out saying that it was going to be Roman versus Drew. No one really wants to see Roman versus Drew. If you look at the lineages and you look at the historic and you look at the family and you look at the legacy between the two, you would want to have Roman versus Randy based just based off of that. Right. So we had that. We go on to see, obviously, we're going to have Sasha Banks versus Asuka again. They always put on great matches, so I'm not going to say that they're not going to have another great match. We have the mid-card title. So we have the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn going against the United States champion, Bobby Lashley. And what I think is going to be the funniest 
as far as but could be one of the matches of the night though yes the street profits the smackdown tag team champions going against the raw tag team champions the new day new day with the new day mocking the street profits on monday night with kofi being montez ford that was acting like he was drunk or drugged up or something because he had the cup and he kept going in and out you know and you had xavier woods being uh dawkins so we had that and that that's going to be a good one and then they announced the three members or they had the three members for team raw keith lee keith lee sheamus and aj styles and then we have team raw for women's yep lana no Lana's in it. I feel bad for Lana. All this shit that's going on with Lana. I don't think Lana's going to last. I don't think she's going to stay there. I think that she's going to get out. I don't know who's going to replace her, but yeah. So we have the women tag team champions, Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Bros, and Dana Brooke, who has now become this team, and Lana. So for the... SmackDown side, who would you think would be? Selena. Okay. Bianca. Okay. I don't even know who else is on SmackDown like that. Carmella. Carmella. Is Mickey James over there? Or Mickey Natty? did. She didn't get picked up. She's Nat- free. She's supposed to be like a free agent. Natty. No, I think she got a broken nose. Yeah, Natty. Yeah, Natty. Yeah. Always got to be Natty. You always got to throw Natty in there somewhere. Natty is always going right, to be Natty in there. Natty the OG. Um, for the men's SmackDown side. Probably Jay. You can throw Jay Uso in there. Cesaro. Nakamura. Yeah. I can see that. I can definitely see Cesaro and Nak. Um... Danny Bryant? Yep. Oh, Seth Rollins. Seth, forget Kevin, about the Messiah. How Kevin Owens. Him? Kevin Owens, yep. Uh, Apollo. Apollo, yeah. Well, Dolph and... Dolph or Bobby, which one? Dolph. Okay. Yeah. Dolph, I feel like Mr. Survivor Series. Biggie. You got you. True. You would have to throw Biggie true. in there. True, true. You would have to. Yeah, yeah. Biggie. Yeah. I, I think Biggie will be Biggie in versus there. Keith Lee. Yeah, that's that be crazy. Yeah. Those some big boys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so that that's pretty much what we have right now for that. But you, we do have a, a new segment. I'm gonna throw it to the the co-host right about well, the host. Um, because we have what we're going to start doing is every month. I say every month we're going to be doing power, 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 rankings, rankings, rankings. <laughs> it is the Royal Club power rankings. All right, y'all. So number one, I'm going to say it like this. There's no specific order, but number one is the tribal chief. That's he he gets he gets number one. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. He is he has had he is having one of the best runs right now in the WWE. 
Matter of fact, I say, yeah, let's do this as, as, a, as a um number. So, yeah, number one, Roman Reigns. Number two, I believe, is Alexa Bliss. With with the with the fiend with the with her joining the fiend in that storyline, Alexa Bliss is most definitely has re- revitalized. I believe the fiend storyline and is really really killing it right now. And she's not even wrestling like that. For her to not to be wrestling like that, she's really not. To, yeah, dude, to not be doing that, but just what she's doing right now is amazing. I, I, I love it, man. I think she's really having a great impact right now. Number three, I'm gonna go with Jay Uso. Just man, I think this is the best. This is the best we've seen of Jay Uso storyline wise, wrestling wise. We already know what this dude can do with him and his uh, brother, and then, you know we had classic matches with him and the New Day, just classic tag team matches all around. So I mean, we already know what he's capable of. But shout out to Jay Uso for what he's doing right now. Number four, I'm gonna go Bailey. The only reason I'm gonna go Bailey because she had the one of the longest SmackDown title runs of all time. I feel like a lot of people don't. You know, should give her respect as one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time. Maybe one of the greatest wrestlers, period, of all time. So I, I give Bailey that. All right, so I'm gonna have to switch. I'm gonna have to switch this around. I'm gonna put the Hurt Business at number five. You know, ever since MVP has came up, he just brought, he didn't breathe new life into Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. The man, the Hurt Business is one of the best best things going on right now on Raw. It's good to see, and it's good to see a bunch of brothers on TV finally get some shine. I'm gonna, next up, I'm gonna go with Bray Wyatt the Fiend. I'm gonna go with Bray Wyatt the Fiend, man. Look, like said he's 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 on Raw now. He's getting to be more on TV. He's gonna get title opportunities on Raw. He wasn't gonna get that on SmackDown because of Roman Reigns obviously being there, and you know he's the Tribal Chief. You're not beating that. You're not taking. You're not taking the title away from him. So I got Bray Wyatt at uh, number six. Next up, I got Drew McIntyre. Now Drew McIntyre did lose the title to to Randy Orton, but let's be let's be fair. Drew McIntyre was on a on a run before this. He was really he was really popping. Then the COVID hit. You can't really penalize him for that. He did have you know you know a decent title run or whatever, but you know he'll be back. And I just like I love his passion. I love everything he does. So I'm, I'm gonna give it that to Drew McIntyre. Next up, I got the New Day. Even though, even though the New Day came back, won the tag team titles, and then they split up, uh, unfortunately. But this is like their like knife tag team title run or something like that, man. You know what I mean? So I mean, I give them that, man. New, you know, Kofi Kingston had a hell of a year last year. Xavier Woods is very talented. We know what Big E is capable of. So man, I'm just happy to see. I'm just happy to see those guys, you know, back in action. So we're gonna see, you know, what the future entails for them. Next up, I got Sasha Banks, the boss. She's next up on the list. Sasha Banks, we already know what she's capable of. She was a five-time, uh, I believe she was a five-time Raw Women's Champion, two-time, two-time uh, Women's Tag Team Champion, NXT Women's Champion, and now she's a SmackDown title, you know, winner. So she's a Grand Slam Champion. Sasha's one of the best in the business. Second one to do it. Second one to do it. Grand Slam? Second yep. one to do it, right? Second one to do it. You know, Charlotte hasn't done that. Think about that. No. Charlotte hasn't done that. So, so, so for Sasha Banks to do that behind Bailey, behind her best friend, come on, man. You got to give it to her. You know, she should be higher, but, you know. Ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs> and last but not least, I'm going to go with Retribution. Now, the only reason I'm saying Retribution is because when Ali joined, I was all in when Ali joined. But ever since Ali joined, they've been booty. So you get the last <laughs> slot. You are at the last slot. Until you win some matches, you've been losing to the Hurt Business left and right. 
The Hurt Business has your number. Mm-hmm. Ali, you look at, y'all looking bad right now. Y'all yeah, looking bad. But when you joined, I was all with it. I was like, sign me up. This is going to be sweet. But you know the rivalry we want to see. Yes, we do. Ali versus Kofi Kingston. Because of the, the whole rivalry season. that we've been saying for the longest what needed to happen. And it should have happened when Kofi was the champ. Right. It should have happened. Yes. For the longest. Like. And that could have that could have lasted. That could have extended Kofi's title run for a little bit because they could have fought for three times. You know, and Ali could have been, you know what I mean? So it could it could have worked out. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not I'm not too mad about it. Also, honorable mention, I'm going to throw Oscar in there because Oscar is Oscar and nobody's ready for Oscar. That is true. And I believe Oscar is a Grand Slam champion as well. She's won the Raw title. She's won the SmackDown Women's title. She's won the NXT t- uh, title and she's the Women's champion. So I believe she's a Grand Slam. Yeah, she's a Grand Slam. Did she win the, did she win the SmackDown title? Yes, because Carmella beat her for it. Yeah, that is right. Oh shit! Yep, but Oscar been holding it down. That is true. Oscar's been holding it down, man. So give it up, the shout out to Oscar, man. Like I said, she's one of the goats too. Definitely, female is. wrestling, female and male wrestling combined, all together, she's one of the best that ever do it. Definitely, especially because like, and and this is just on a tangent, but I remember when a lot of people was thinking that she wasn't going to last because of the English, yeah. yeah. But to see her still do, and all she do like she do now, she does like the little dancing. She dances to do the stuff like it's fun, like it's entertaining. It is. It's entertaining. And yo, I want to say this before we close up shop. Close up shop. I think it's messed up that you got Kira Tozawa dressed up like a ninja. <laughs> like I'm like that's messed up. I'm like yo, that's bad racist to me, man. But it's funny though, man. Well, I, just, appara- I just say this comedy, but it's man, it's well, messed up. Apparently. And this is this is completely off subject, but it kind of goes in the same in the same breath. So we've seen what happened with retribution and uh, retaliation. Yeah. And when when me and Yim was tweaking on the floor. Yeah. Apparently, there was another angle that they were going to go, but it had bad taste. So I don't even want to really get into like I don't even want to think about what right. they what it was, but I read about that. I read that they said that it was scrapped because of it, it was poor taste. Yeah. It sounded like they was gonna show some skin or something like that. Shit, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. But was that all that we got that you have? Um I mean, yeah, I mean we just we're we just gonna talk about Hell in the Cell and Halloween Havoc, man. We could always discuss any. I could always. We could always go back and discuss anything we're going on with AEW later. Oh, okay. oh yeah, oh yeah. Impact Wrestling. Rick Swan is the new Impact Champion. Is the new Impact Champion, man. I say this, man. Impact Wrestling needs a guy. They need a face of the company because they don't have no face of the company. I like Rick Swan and all that, but they don't got a face of the company at all. There's like no dude like AEW got John Moxley. WWE has Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. You got some interchangeable parts, but it's really kind of like Roman, Seth, like, you know, a handful of people. Mm-hmm. So, but Impact is just dudes. Just a bunch of dudes, you know? I can't say right now, Charles, if you was wrestling right now, man, Impact, <laughs> Impact, wanted, Impact, Impact wanted to sign you, it's in the contract to you to win a championship. I, th- I believe so, because Eric Young got there and he won a championship after he was doing nothing in WWE. 
So, man, me and you was wrestling right now, we could be Impact Champions at some point down the line. Yep. Definitely could see that happening. Right. But that's it. Yeah. That's all we have. <laughs> we ended off with Impact. <laughs> we ended it off with Impact Wrestling. <laughs> that's all we have. But this and is. And roll with that. Right. This has been, I've. Thank you for having me on. Man, the- listen, man, I knew this was going to be a good episode, man, because I was like, man, look, I know, especially about The Rock, about that Rock joint, we didn't even have countless conversations about that, so. <laughs> so, once again, you know, this is, this is, I've been a guest on here, but I want to tell everybody that if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to Royal Club Wrestling Podcast on any streaming service that you currently have. If you do have it on Apple, rate it, review it, um, if you happen to excuse the phone that's ringing right now, but <laughs> if you happen to listen to it on Anchor, you can leave comments, you can leave voice messages. We will get back to that. You can follow us on Instagram at RCW underscore podcast for more videos, more posts, more things like that. And other than that, I'm the tribal podcast chief i will be stepping back and letting the ace that runs this place send everybody off and new podcast name put new podcast name the maharaja of podcast the ace okay (laughs) the maharaja of podcast the ace that runs the place Signing off. Y'all guys be easy. This is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. We are out.